Hello everyone and welcome to The Link Podcast with me, Elle. This week's guest is joining us all the way from Korea, but before I chat to him, just a quick reminder if you aren't a Link user, what we're all about. With Link, you can learn languages from content you are interested in. So if you enjoy podcasts like this one, you can take the episode with the transcript and the audio, work your way through it on Link, translating any of the words and phrases you don't know. Those words and phrases will look different in future lessons, so you can keep track of the words you're learning, the words you know, any new words that come up. There are also vocabulary exercises you can go into if that is your thing. Lots to help you make a breakthrough in the language you're learning. This episode is available on Link. The lesson link is in the description. This week I am joined by a guest all the way from Korea. It's morning for him, afternoon for me. I'm joined by Ian of the YouTube channel Korean Patch. Ian, how's it going? It's going good. It's good to see you. Excellent. You too. Thank you so much for coming on. So as I mentioned, it is... So for me right now, it is Tuesday afternoon. And for you, it is Wednesday morning, correct? Yes, it is Wednesday yes. morning. Yeah. Okay. So thank and you. And I am not a morning us. person. I was going to say, I always thank people for joining us in the mornings because I'm also not a morning person. So thank you. <laughs> I know how it is to be chirpy in the morning. Is, it's not cool, but thank you. <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> so uh, whereabouts in Korea do you live? So I live in sunny Busan, the beautiful giant city way at the bottom of the peninsula. It's the second okay. largest city in Korea. Yeah, I love Excellent. it here. Excellent. And you say sunny. So is it what's the temperature like uh, right now, for example, on an average day in January? Yeah, an average day in January. So it's actually this is the worst day of all days for you to ask me this question because oh. <laughs> it's actually cold here today. It's like oh. in Celsius, it's like minus one. But this area is subtropical. So it, it's very different than my hometown of Chicago, which is super cold. Here, it barely ever freezes. So I really like that. <laughs> nice. It's nice all year. Yeah, this is kind of like the vacation city in Korea. So. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. You know, I've heard, I had heard of it before, but there's also that famous movie, of course, Train to Busan. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, So. Train to Busan, yeah. Excellent. Um, I don't know how much of that movie takes place in Busan, though. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I have seen it, so yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? Here's a, here's a Busan movie thing. Uh, if you've seen Black oh. Panther, the uh, Marvel movie, they filmed yeah. a bunch of that movie here in Busan. So, oh, no way. right near where I live, ah. actually. Yeah. Oh, were yeah. you like, did you see them filming? Uh, no, but some of my friends did. Oh, okay. I was working. So, oh, nice. <laughs> but they so did like a big chase on the bridge, a car chase. It's pretty cool. Ah, I love yeah. that. I live in <laughs> Vancouver, and it's a it's a film location filming location for sure and yeah right. sometimes you spot sets and it's always so exciting like is it yeah. a cheesy movie or is it like Le Matrix the big one right yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so as i mentioned you run a channel called korean patch uh, it's for korean learners first off i now know what korean patch means because i watched your video where you explained but could you explain to our listeners um, any of our listeners who don't know what that term means korean patch yeah so in korean there's kind of a funny like slang term that people use to talk about 
uh, foreigners who are really good at speaking Korean. So when you install the language pack for a piece of software or a video game or something, they usually call that the Hangugo Pechi, which means Korean patch, or they'll call it the Hangul Pechi or something like that, but which is the writing system. But uh, when people in Korea see a foreigner that like unexpectedly speaks Korean really well, they'll say something that's like, wow, they've installed the Korean patch, clearly. <laughs> so uh, that you, that's just kind of an expression they use to say, like, this is a person who really speaks the language well. Right, right. Excellent. Yeah. I like that. Do you ever get that in Korea? Sure. Yeah, I've gotten that before. Yeah. Nice. Good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I mean, would have been awful if you were like, no, no, never. <laughs> yeah, I've never received a compliment ever. Not once. <laughs> Not once. Um, so you come from Chicago, as you just said. Uh, right. How long have you been in Korea now and what brought you to Korea initially? So I have been in Korea for almost five years. No, a little over five years, almost six years, actually. Um, I came to Korea right after I finished college. So I graduated from college and then pretty much like a month later, got on a plane and moved over here to work. Um, mm -hmm. just to take like a, a year off from, uh, you know, working after finishing school because I was pretty, pretty burnt out. Yeah. Um, and now I've been here for almost six years. <laughs> I haven't oh, left. Just like that. It's flown by, I'm sure. <laughs> is yeah. the plan to stay longer? Are you kind of, is this your kind of home now, do you think? Or are you open to being yeah, I mean, back, I, back to the States? I'm not particularly interested in going back to the States. Um, I really like my life here and I've I've been able to build a good life here, which a lot of foreign people probably can't say in Korea. Mm. And so I've started kind of shifting my career focuses on helping people to do what I've done, which is, you know, build a life here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yeah. did you speak any Korean before you you left from the States? None, not at all. I mean, yeah. I've always been like a language enthusiast. So I know, mm -hmm. you know, I knew before I came here, like, oh, they say, you know, Ann Young Haseo or something like that. But, uh, <laughs> um, and if, I grew up with a lot of Korean people around me. So maybe, mm -hmm. maybe that's uh, why the language wasn't, you know, so exotic to me from the very beginning. But I didn't really speak any Korean when I came here. I couldn't read either. I kind of learned how to read on the plane on the way over here. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind yeah. of time as I need to start. <laughs> Nothing um, else to so do. How, <laughs> how did you go about learning Korean? Well, I tried a lot of stuff. So I have a really traditional language learning background in that I did the normal American study a language for 15 years at school. Um, you know, that normal pipeline that most people don't learn a language from. Yeah. Um, I actually learned a lot of French by doing that. Um, and I got really good at French and I loved learning languages and, and all that. But uh, when I tried to apply that to Korean, it did not work very well when I first got here. And so that's that was like the first thing that I did. And I kind of gave up really quickly. And so what I ended up doing uh, that was effective was a a lot of listening and reading things I couldn't really understand and repeating that until I could. And that's pretty much what I did. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think this now, is uh this fits right in with link and uh you know this whole sphere of you know comprehensible input based language learning 
that's basically what I did. And that's kind of how I've fallen into meeting people like you is because I've been looking for the others, you know, that did the same thing. Right. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say after um, watching the videos on your channel, the, the comprehensible Korean series that you run, I was going to ask you, you know, we need to get that on link. It's perfect. It's just, <laughs> you know, you um, out doing things in Korea, speaking in Korean. So it's not just, you know, talking at the audience about, you know, vocabulary or whatever it's very cool so and really well done so well, thank you yeah yeah the, the idea behind that was to try and I, i'm hoping other language learning channels will start doing this too is to try to make materials that people would be watching anyway like mm. people are watching korea travel vlogs anyway so right. we might as well try to like hijack the format and adjust the language so that it's more accessible so that people actually like experience it in the original language as opposed to just turning on the english subtitles and you know just saying whatever I'll, I'll learn Korean later this is too right. hard you know yeah. that was kind of the idea behind it excellent and um, do you have any I know you mentioned so you got right in and started consuming content that was difficult because you obviously really wanted you were interested in it right um do you have any other advice for anyone who is thinking about starting a Korean learning journey some at the very beginning yeah. I mean, if you're at the very beginning, I think the best thing you can do is spend a lot more time than you want, than you would normally spend uh, learning the writing system and the pronunciation like mm. system. Because if you're able to, you know, Korea has this pretty unique benefit among Asian languages where Korean does not really use Chinese characters very much anymore. They have a phonetic writing system that is very easy to learn. They actually have like a proverb here that's a, a, a wise man can learn this in a week and a fool. Or, oh, man, I just messed it up. Lucky me. A wise man can learn this in a weekend and a fool can learn it in a week. That's kind of the, the, the idea. Uh, okay. A weekend. Course, you know, really? You can see, <laughs> really? you can see the one that uh, where I fall. I'm in the I'm in the fool category, clearly. But uh <laughs> But the, the, the language, you know, there are like um, even the world writing prize is named after the Korean king who invented the writing system that Korean uses today called Hangul. Okay. He's King Sejong. Yeah, if you look that up, you can see that's like the I think it's the Nobel Prize for advancements in writing systems or something. But okay. don't quote me on that. But uh, um, the writing system is really easy to learn. And if you're able to learn how to um, read the words you can't understand yet and say them out loud, the language becomes much easier to parse and much less like um, heavy, you know, much less overwhelming when you start listening to people actually speak. Because Korean is like, it is one of the most difficult languages for native English speakers to learn. So mm, there's basically nothing in common. <laughs> oh, yeah. that'll, that'll do it. That'll make it tough. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, yeah. I really do like the way I have to say uh, that Korean script looks it's very it's it's beautiful so that must be a big motivator if you agree but um okay, it's really cool, cool. yeah yeah okay. it's even it's even designed to look like what's happening inside the mouth so like individual characters oh. yeah so for example like the the character that makes a k sound ka 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 it's shaped like a um like a seven kind of and it's to okay. show that in the back of the mouth the tongue is hitting the roof, ka, 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 and mm -hmm. it's 
and it is shaped accordingly. So a lot of the characters have this like very visceral feeling to them when you learn how they work and you can kind of, I don't want to, you know, overhype the, the writing system, but you can kind of visualize what you're doing in your mouth while you're reading. If you know a lot about how the system works, I don't think most people do know that, but, <laughs> but that's how it was designed. No, I had no idea. So do you have any Korean content recommendations? Maybe this is more for intermediate and advanced learners. Any good movies, YouTube channels other than yours that uh, that you are into? Yeah, okay. So the two best things that I think a someone who wants to be able to speak Korean well, of course, reading, I think reading is a different skill. I think we can agree on that. But if you want to listen and speak well, I think uh, obviously you have to do a lot of listening, right? And so I think the two most powerful Korean language resources in the world are Netflix and YouTube. Those are like just mm -hmm. overpowered resources and they're both extremely popular in Korea. So Netflix, of course, is producing world famous TV shows right here in Korea. Like you may be familiar with what's called in English or Squid Game, right? Course, in Korean it's yeah, called Ujingo Game. Yeah. Yeah. How do you um, say in Korean? Did you say? Ujingo game. Oh, okay. Yeah. A, a yes. squid is called an ujingo. So ujingo. game, yeah, of course is game. But um, <laughs> yes. um, other things like the Sea of Silence and whatever that are really popular all over the world, these are made here in Korea and uploaded straight to Netflix. And you get all the like, you know, multilingual subtitles and same language mm -hmm. subtitles, which a lot of native Korean streaming services don't include. There's no Korean subtitles. I don't know why they do that, but. Huh. Um, and YouTube is also extremely popular in Korea. There's tons of YouTubers that are making just hundreds of hours of content a day that I'm sure you can find something you enjoy from. Of course, my channel has great content as well, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll give, I'll give one specific recommendation too for people who are okay. learning Korean. There's a, there's a great comedy YouTube channel it's called Pishik Dehak. If you if you okay. can read Hunger, you can find that. But uh, they have a ton of high quality, fully subtitled, funny material you can learn from that I've been using for years now. I love. Oh, super! I'll get it's I'll great. get that from you, and I'll, I'll pop yeah. it in the description for anyone uh, who'd like awesome. to check that out. <laughs> yeah. And so, great. did you watch Squid Game? What did you think of it? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I saw it when it yeah. when it first came out. Um, it's a very Korean show, I think. Yeah. How so? <laughs> what do you mean I, by that? <laughs> so, so I have not experienced the show in English. I watched it in Korean and listened, you know, you know, mm -hmm. participated in online discussions about it in Korean, not in English. I've only read about what people say about it in English. Okay. I do get the vibe that um, it's a little bit more meaningful in Korean than in English. Mm -hmm. I think it's a little bit more okay. deep. Yeah. You know, for example, like all the games that they play and stuff, those are totally foreign concepts to, you know, non-Korean speakers or non-Korean people, I guess. It has nothing to do right. with your ethnicity, but people who don't know Korean culture, those mm -hmm. games are not as ubiquitous as they are here. Like when you see the symbols, you're like, oh, okay, they're going to do, you know, Taegona now. Whereas it'd be like if it would be like in America if, or in North America, if we were doing like hopscotch or like jump rope. If these were the games, right. you know. Okay. So, yeah, I loved it Different though. It was nuance. cool. Yeah. 
I, I think I read on the, the BBC actually that people were saying to watch it in Korean and to watch it in English were kind of two different experiences and they missed out the nuances uh, when it was translated into English. So it's interesting. It's kind of sad for us non-Korean uh, speakers. A lot of the characters too are like caricatures of things that are happening in Korea. And if you don't okay. know anything about Korean society, you're like, oh, why is there a, an Indian character or a Pakistani character? Why yeah. is there this North Korean girl? Like what, what's going on? And mm -hmm. if you live in Korean society, you know, you know what's up. You know why these people are here. But otherwise, I think a lot of people are just confused. Like why are there foreign people in this Korean thing, you know? So <laughs> you get that out of it too. So tell us about Korean Patch. Um, I mentioned that you have your comprehensible Korean series. Um, yeah, what, what kinds of videos are you making and what is the plan for the channel for 2022? So we are, we, I, all, I, I don't, there's more than one of us. What we're doing is trying to build a catalog of materials for people who are learning Korean who want to become authentic speakers. That's kind of a word that I've, I've come up with, but um, I've been teaching people language and learning languages for, you know, most of my life, um, all of my adult life, for sure. And uh, I think there's a big difference between someone who is like fluent or proficient and somebody who is authentic. I think we often run into people who are not the most eloquent speakers in their language, but in their target language, but other native speakers of that target language totally receive them like a native speaker. And then sometimes there are people who are you know, like super, super fluent. They have really high like academic level of the language that they, of their second or third language, but it's something's wrong, you know, it, something's like not mm. quite there. And I think yeah. that happens to a lot of people who learn Korean because the cultural foundation is just super different. A lot of people don't understand how to kind of pretend to be a Korean, if that makes any sense, how to create a Korean cultural persona. And so what we're trying to do with Korean Patch, um, 